What is happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the OTH Football Podcast. Today, I'm your host, David Gillespie. Joining me in on the podcast today, we got Craig Schmucker, we've got George Ruggiero, and we've got Nikki Snacks joining us, too, at your bottom right of your screen. Uh, pleasure having you on, Nikki Snacks. Uh, uh, this is awesome, man. Or Snacks for short, I guess, uh, technically. Um, I understand you're the host of uh, uh, the Bagels and Locks podcast on uh, the Fade the Public YouTube channel for Big Dogs Gotta Eat. You also uh, uh, got a, a cool, like, historical, nostalgic Giants history podcast as well that you also have uh, that's on the uh, Talking Giants YouTube channel. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Um, uh, but first of all, I want to say it's a pleasure, again, once again, pleasure having you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time and talk a little bit about what you're involved in uh, uh, in the podcasting world yourself. Yep. So, th first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, long overdue, but glad we can finally, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> finally make it happen. But, yep, uh, David, like you said, I'm on those shows, uh, Big Dogs Gotta Eat Fantasy. You know, Nick Urkelano, we do, me, him, um, our other friend, Amal, we do a show called Fade the Public where we, during the season, we go over our, um, it's our it's our fantasy show on fr Friday mornings that we go over our hometown league, which uh, it's a very high-stakes league, and, People seem to really like it. We we vlogged the whole draft, and uh, it's usually a whole big mess. But uh, we got a cast of characters in that league, so people really seem to um, really seem to like be captivated by by what's going on there. And then we do uh, during the season every Sunday morning. Me and um, me and Animal under we do a show called Bagels Locks, where we give our our betting picks for the week for each NF for each NFL Sunday. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I got to admit, it's a quick yeah. mm -hmm. 12 to 15 minute show, but our editor makes it even more hysterical with, with what he puts in. There's like a laugh track. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, if you guys like, if anybody likes betting, I, I suggest you check that out because it's, uh, it's a good time, win or lose. Um, that's awesome, but, man. Um, and then, yeah, so under the Talking Giants page, we, me and my friend Justin Pennick, we do a uh, Giants history podcast, which is only in the off season. So we go over and we watch old games and, um, you know, we talk about old players and old stories. We read you know, older books about the, the history of the giants. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it's, it's fun because I guess the last eight years, the giants have sucked. So getting, <laughs> to, look back at some, getting to look back at some of yeah. the history of the good times is always a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm involved in. And, uh, I enjoy them all three of them. Yeah, you, you gotta find something positive to talk about to keep people's depression down for this Giants team lately. But, that's, yeah, hey. that's 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 our goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't talk much as a Bears fan, so I'm right there. I'm I'm in the same boat as you, man. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was gonna ask too, just to, like at this point with the Giants and like how it, it seems like they're just oh, they're still trying to find their footing again to get back to the glory days. At least with the the, the Eli Man days, maybe even back furthermore back in the LT days. Um, is it is it is it hard to kind of muscle through these podcasts knowing what the Giants have been going through lately, or uh, uh, when you when you get into talking about your Giants, or how how do you kind of you know uh, cope with your emotions as a as a diehard uh, uh, blue fan, you know? Yeah, I cope miserably. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh um, God, I, I've been labeled a, a, a lunatic fan, psychotic. You know, everything's wrong. You snacks? Um, Did you get kicked out of a game at the stadium? Oh more shit! Than really? ten, over ten times, yeah. I. Uh, and then they write um, an article I, about you too, or something up there. 
They did, yup. I got a, I got a Giants tattoo on my back. I got a Giants tattoo on my back, and the local New Jersey newspaper wrote a whole big feature story on it. I'll oh, send it to you guys later. Oh, um, God. Do you have a crazy quick story, like, how one of those has happened? How, how you've been kicked out? Like, I, I, I love to hear this. Do, is there anything that comes to mind that you can tell us? <laughs> that your little won't say, shut the hell up about it? Hey, also, this, this isn't rated PG, so you can say yeah, whatever you want. you can say whatever you want. Okay, man. all right. Yeah. Well, all right. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to curse too much, but um, <laughs> oh, go for it. As soon as we get like halfway through, yeah, when we get through, like, say, halfway through the podcast, it gets it gets a little raunchy sometimes <laughs> for me. I, I would say, I'd say, um, I'd say I probably got kicked out of eleven games total in my life. Oh God, it's like almost was, a full season's worth. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 oh, funny God. because I think I think five of those games have come against the Cowboys, so. <laughs> Oh, um, man. Well, that's a given. Come on, that's a yeah, given. I, you know, that's fair. I don't. I, I, you know what? I'm not mad about it at all. I respect <laughs> the decision I made. It's just it, there's a lot of cowboy fans in the North mm -hmm. Jersey area, and it, it annoys the ever living shit out of me because yeah. you you live in New Jersey. You get the stadium 15 minutes from you, and you're rooting for the yeah. Cowboys who haven't won shit in how long. But I digress. <laughs> so there's there's always a lot of fights, a lot of vulgarity. You know, oh, I, they, they were they were one time throwing, um, some cowboy fan was throwing like pretzel bites at me, so I turned. Around, I'm not very. Oh not, man, I was wasting pretzels. What are we talking about? I, I agree. Too. I mean, that's I just blasphemous. In my own stadium, so and I'm not in a very big person. I'm I'm not a very big person. I don't have the most intense punch in the world, but I I jumped <laughs> the seat and I tried to, I tried to fight the guy, and they didn't see them throw the pretzels, so they got me. Uh, they, was, it's, it's just like it's just like in the NFL. The second guy always gets caught. The second guy always gets caught. Exactly. Exactly. The refs only sees the retaliation, man. Yeah, man. I want to say I was 22, 20, 22, 23, maybe 2000. Uh, I don't remember the year. 22, 23. It's like right after college. And um. Oh my God. That's just one of one of many. He doesn't want to age himself for any of that. This, this dude is, yeah. has got to be a riot to go to a game with. It'd be fucking. It'd be an absolute oh, blast. I can already tell. Go to a game with this guy. This would be. If oh you, god. If you got, if you've got a strong stomach, you'll have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Craig. That's totally right noted. There. That's the exact yeah. reason why I refuse to go to Starkville ever again. Oh god! I really don't want to get arrested in. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a big Ole Miss fan, so oh, and, are yeah. you? Oh. you can see, you must love you Eli. See, oh, I mean, oh yeah. I was at that game uh, the other week or a couple weeks ago. Whenever he had his uh, number retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it was uh, so. Which, oh my which, god! By this the way, awesome. which by the way, I'm sorry, that long overdue. Oh, yeah. Oh, what the hell? Overdue. I, well, I'm not sure. Thing, yeah. for, for Ole Miss, they've only retired two other numbers. You know, it's Archie like, is yeah. one of them, right? Archie, Eli, yeah. and Chucky Mullins. Which that's what I thought it was. Chucky that's Mullins. Cool. Yep. Then, mm -hmm. yeah. the Crazy one, story. The next one will be Arch Manning after he be. goes home. That kid is good. He, I, I wonder if he's seen any film on him. Yeah. But he yeah. is. Yeah. If you're, if you're. If your uncles are Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, you're obviously you got a good chance. You got a good chance. You probably get pointers. You yeah. get pointers from two Hall of Famers. So like, it's not a bad, not a bad thing. No. You, you no, probably st stumbled upon the jackpot of quarterback genes in that in that sense. So <laughs> you know, yeah. 
And they say that they say that uh, their brother was actually like the Cooper best athlete out of all. Maybe he's a receiver too. Mm. You know, he so just had, uh, just had injury issues. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Therapy. I think it was a spinal thing, right? I want to say. Uh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I want to say yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but uh, again, once again, pleasure having you on the show, Snacks. This is awesome. It's again long overdue. I know I've heard your name for a while now since we've we've started this podcast. I want to say we started was it sometime in the summer, like July? Yeah. I want to say we started this. Like I've heard your name for, for when, months now. When we, talking, and so, when we were talking about guests, I was like, I'm gonna have yeah. snacks on. Yeah, we tried the snacks that came to mind. Yeah, well, it's good to be here, boys. Thank you for yeah. having me. Absolute pleasure, man. Um, I, I, in the meantime, how are you guys doing, Craig and George? Are you guys uh, uh, hanging in there? I know we're all kind of like, I feel like this is like the podcast of like depressed fans with all of, all of our teams kind of being shit this year because Bears yeah. ain't going anywhere, Jets ain't going anywhere, Giants ain't going anywhere, and the yeah. Saints, you, you just lost Javis now, so good luck with that yeah. shit. You know? And I'm an LSU fan, so like, yeah, exactly. You know, oh. Hey, 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 Muss was okay. Honestly, Muss was good this weekend. I thought I liked Muss. Oh, honestly, Nussmeyer, he he looked pretty solid. Also, I really like like uh, Ogeron with nothing to lose. Like we just go for it on fourth down, fourth and fifteen. Who gives a shit? We'll just chuck it up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and and we almost beat Alabama oh, a couple God. weeks ago. So yeah. hey, it was close and it was fun to good watch. Game. And when we good started game. when we, when I started watching the game. Immediately, I was like, I'm going to turn this shit off after, like, the second quarter. Even though I knew I wasn't going to turn it off. In my head, I was like, we're going to be down 42 to nothing. I'm going to turn it off. But for some reason, even when we're just getting spanked completely, like, I still watch the full game. Because I want to just see I want to see what we do. Do you guys want to put in some of these, these young guys? I want to see how good they are so I can see how we are next year. And then there will be, like, a good game on another channel. I'll turn it on my phone because I'm watching my team on the big TV. Because... I might be almost as psychotic about LSU as you are about the Giants. Maybe not quite as psychotic, but like pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. <laughs> it's just like that just makes uh, me want to see you at Death Valley, like shirtless, like half purple, and half yellow. <laughs> like, I just, I just need I've, that in my life right now. I've never been. Is what's been terrible. To Death Valley? I've, never been. I've been to Death Valley I've never more been. than. I've been to Death Valley too. Oh, boy. So like, Seattle growing up, now. Oh, growing up, like we, my dad was in the Navy. We didn't have like a ton of money or whatever. So like, he uh, wasn't bringing us to good. games. Like, we went to like the high school games. He brought us to all the stuff he could bring us to or whatever. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. And we went I to see. like his, his friends in the Navy. Like they had, and he wound up being an, uh, he wound up getting to be a chief after a while. So then he was making good money. Uh, his friends had tickets to like Saints games. So I went to, oh, I've nice. been to plenty of Saints games. Wow. Okay. But for free. Yeah. But, like, oh, uh, yeah. There you yeah, go. Death Valley. Nice. Uh, yeah. ne- never to Death Valley. And then, like, in college, obviously, I didn't have money. Yeah. And then I got out of college. I got married. And I have money, but also I have kids. So, like, <laughs> that's a get somebody who wants family kids. environment. If I've ever been <laughs> yeah. Oh, I say, find not even close. I say, that find is not a even night close. game against I don't Alabama want, in I don't Death want, Valley. <laughs> that's what you need I to do. I don't want my kids. To. Oh, God. And, it's some wild shit, man. My tiger dick. So like, they don't <laughs> play that. they're not allowed to play neck oh, anymore, shit. and they only do it when they're winning and have even less to lose than they do now. Yeah, that. I mean, that's true. 
And That's crazy. I mean, I honestly, I honestly might just wait until my young, my oldest daughter is old enough to go to a game because she's like a diehard LSU fan. And she's five years old. Like she, she gets Not up now. Saturday. She's like, she's like, <laughs> Dad, is it Tiger Day? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Tiger Day. She's, That's can we blow Mike up? And we have an eight foot tall Mike the Tiger that we blow up every Saturday. She has an LSU cheerleading outfit. She'll put it on. Or she has an LSU shirt now because it's cold outside, so obviously you can't wear a cheerleading yeah. outfit. But uh, she's all about it, man. And my That's youngest awesome. daughter. That's awesome. Dude. My Love youngest it. daughter could not give a shit less. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, Kenley, my oldest daughter, she's like, she's all about She'll sit on the, the couch, watch the mm-hmm. whole game with me. She's like into it. Even if really she like doesn't it. exactly know what's going on, she's super into it. She says, go Tigers randomly. So like, it's, it's great. It's great. There you go. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, before we get into this episode, we got to give a quick shout out uh, to our sponsor, Symbol, of course, our loyal and humble sponsor, Symbol. Great way to get involved with sports betting, uh, incorporate a lot of interesting uh, situations involving like the stock market where you can kind of manage teams like stocks. And, and bet money uh, on the team, uh, uh, you know, through in that kind of simulated fashion to really ruin a ton of money. If you want to make some, uh, you know, get started on making some of that money, uh, head on over to Symbol and use the promo code OTH and get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. I mean, come on, folks. You're, you're missing out on a, a phenomenal opportunity. So come on, just get on over there and, and start racking in that, that dough. That's, you know, that's what we're all about here to help you guys I out. Love- you can buy so. low on Daniel Jones snacks. Go ahead and get some, <laughs> some stock in Daniel Jones. Might ha- I might have to. <laughs> next year. You got that, you got that extra $10 to put on him. I yeah, that's that true. That is true. Even stock, ten stock is probably at a dime right now. So, like, you buy it at a dime, it goes to a dollar. You make 10 times profit. So, let's go. Danny Dimes is a literal meaning. He's literally worth a dime in this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm I'm not gonna take shots. I, I can't speak much really, with Justin Fields. I really so. do like I really do like Daniel Jones. Not yet. I do like we'll Daniel see. Jones. You know, um, Dan, yeah, I mean, look, look yeah. at this rookie year. Daniel Jones was much better than than Justin Fields his rookie year. So uh, if there's anything, you know, um, you know, he already has the the be, one up on him thus far. Be fair, but, um, to be fair, I mean. Any head coach is better than Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, all, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. Speaking that of the gospel truth now there, there Craig. <laughs> but let's get, let's get right into this uh, uh, podcast. we got a great show in store for you guys. Uh, you know how we do it every week. We get into our previews. That's our format. we got four games to preview every week. This, this week we're going to start off with the Colts at the Bills, heading over to Buffalo. Um, in an interesting, fascinating matchup, honestly. Um, this is a... I really was eager to, to talk about this this one uh, because I think there's a lot at stake for this Indianapolis Colts team. Uh, they played a lot of competitive football, honestly. They really handed their business over against the weaker competition, winning five of their last seven. Uh, and they've had two close overtime losses to Baltimore and Tennessee. So not too shabby, honestly, at, at, at five and five this year. Um, do you guys think they're on to something legitimate with the track uh, with the, the, their previous track record and, and their trajectory moving forward? I think that they're they're a good team for sure. I mean, they they looked really good with Philip Rivers last year, but this year it's like their defense just isn't quite what it was last year. Yeah. And so like they can be legit, but the defense is gonna have to step up because it is it's not great. I mean, they're uh, what seventeenth in rush yards per game, and then twentieth uh, in pass yards per game given up. So like it's not not amazing. And then Carson Wentz is always good for like a. Some kind of crazy, like just 
terrible turnover in just the worst time. So, I don't know what it is with, Car with Carson Wentz. He might be cursed. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, But it, they have, like, good weapons. They're, they're really relying on the running game with Jonathan Taylor, which I like. Naeem Hines is a good good mm -hmm. piece and then michael Pittman has emerged as a true alpha wow. number one wide receiver and he's doing great third down he's like leading and he's one of the leaders in like uh first down receptions on third down and uh he's just really broke out he's on like a 16 game pace for over 1100 yards which i'd say a 17 game pace because we're on a 17 game season but i just kind of like to look at like the yeah historical stuff yeah we're still getting used to that change you know 17 game season has really just kind of messed me up and i mean <laughs> i love more football but also you know keep it uh, consistent, guys. <laughs> yeah 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 but He's got he's got like a twenty three and a half percent target share and a twenty seven point eight percent red zone target share. So like he is the guy there. Yeah. And oh yeah. They, he's the real they deal. have they have a good piece. Ty if he could stay healthy it could be a good like secondary receiver. I wish that they had Paris Campbell still because he's an explosive athlete. But Zach Pascal is not a bad receiver. Mm -hmm. Moali Cox is a fucking giant. Yeah, they need to utilize him and more, honestly. They, they really do, because whenever he gets targeted, he mm -hmm. is the most explosive tight end in their offense. For yeah. some oh, yeah. reason, they like yeah. to use baby hands. They love most using definitely. this baby hands Jack Doyle all the time. <laughs> and he he's just oh, not God. that good. He had the one good season where he had, yeah. I think, 800 yards receiving. Yeah. And maybe, was it like 2017 or 2018 or something? I think he had, it was like eight then, touchdowns, I thought. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he he just kind of hasn't done anything since then. So like, just use Molly Cox, and the the team is good. But honestly, going up against this Bills team, I don't think they have a chance. The Bills are good against the run, which is yeah. what the Colts are kind of leaning on. Mm -hmm. So for me, it, it looks legit, but not this week. Yeah. Well, and they're good against the pass. I mean, they, they got a damn good defense this year. One of the best Tra in the entire Tra league. Tra 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 number, number one pass Davis defense. White. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, LSU. Tra That's White. right. Yeah. Best DB University player. right there, you know. That's so. right. Some, yeah, this, uh, I, I just think this is, I mean, they, they've done a lot of great things, but, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle against this Bills team that's, again, proven themselves to be another formidable one this year. Uh, George, in your eyes, how, what do you see about the Colts and their trajectory moving forward uh, heading into this matchup? I mean, if we're looking at it kind of just like a week to week, and like you said, they're 5-5 five and five right now, and they've gone out there and they've beaten the, the essentially the bad teams that they've played. Mm -hmm. I mean... In a way, that's all that they've beaten, though. I still don't think that this team is necessarily at that next level yet, where they can compete with the essentially the big dogs in both the AFC and the NFL in general. I mean, look at their losses. Seattle, I understand that at this point in time, Seattle has you know not a great record and they've been struggling, but they've also been without Russell Wilson for the last you know month. That that's a significant yeah. loss for them. L.A. Duh. Tennessee twice. And Baltimore, those aren't those are. Hey, and they should have beat Baltimore. Threw, they should have. I love how you threw. I love how you threw big dogs in there. So let's just keep on. <laughs> big dogs. Got <laughs> there right? you but, go. Great plug. Great plug. Great plug. Seamless plug. George, just uh, to just piggyback off what you said real quick. Yeah. Um, I I I look at the Colts as absolutely not in that upper echelon of AFC teams. 
No. Um, but I have always liked the Colts roster top to bottom. Yes, the defense yeah. hasn't got going. Um, but when you have when you have studs like like a Darius yeah. Leonard on, you, oh, yeah. I, I would assume Monster. you're gonna you're gonna figure it out. And I think they're mm-hmm. very well coached. So I I like the Colts. If Carson Wentz can maintain the non turnover games, then I think they have a chance. Especially I always I always say if you have an offensive line like the Colts and a running game like the Colts, you're gonna have a chance. Yeah. I mean, look look what Tennessee did for for how long now? They got a running game and they have been they've been a very good football team for three four years now so mm-hmm. while i don't think i i don't want to you know I'm, I'm not calling them a contender or anything like that but i think they you that's a team you don't want to play in, in a playoff game um you can oh. that pass rush can get hot and they can absolutely just pound the rock all game for this game i don't see it i, I think the bills are just too good mm-hmm. um so i i see the colts kind of falling to five and six but in a weak division where you're going to be playing the jaguars and texans again that and their seventh wild card spot in both conferences. I am. I'm gonna. I can see the Colts absolutely making the playoffs. I. I like yeah. Frank Reich. I like. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, I love the offensive. I love John and Taylor. I love Michael Pittman. Darius Leonard, of course. So, hey, he's unbelievable. So I. I can definitely see them making some noise and being a team that you don't want to play. Yeah. But not for this week. I think the Bills take them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. We all feel. I feel like. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, this Colts team, I think they've got a chance. Like you said, I totally uh, echo your sentiment, um, Snacks, with, with, with alluding to how the Colts ha- have uh, a chance to be in the playoff picture. But I think with the AFC this year, it's going to be very, very much an uphill battle because there are so many teams out there vying for a wild card spot that legitimately have a chance at doing so. Um, the the entire AFC North, basically, any one of those teams, if you say, I mean, even though the Browns have kind of stumbled over recent weeks i still do think that they have a chance to make the to make one of the wild card either way you still got the Bengals who are looking pretty solid this year you got the ravens and the steelers who are keep finding ways to uh, uh winning to win games despite some of the injury battles sometimes uh, uh you know and, and it, with the with the steelers in particular um and the regression of ben kind of to some degree um you know and even their defense kind of taking a step back as well uh, and then the afc east on top of that you know with 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 how you know yeah, I'm sorry. The AFC. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. The AFC West is what I meant to say. Excuse yes. me. Yeah. Um, with, with the Chiefs, with the something. yeah, with, with, exactly with the Raiders, with the Broncos, with the Chargers. I mean, we're talking about Justin Herbert here is supposed to be the second coming of Dan Marino for crying out loud, or Dan Fouts, you know. And uh, I love Justin <laughs> Herbert, I freaking love Justin. He's Herbert. so phenomenal. We're yeah, gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna talk about him later. He, exactly, so exactly. Um. But I think they have a chance, though, if they can, you know, if T.Y. Hilton can get back healthy. They've been without him for an extended period of time uh, this season. So, uh, you know, he's dealing with thigh injuries. He had a serious neck injury. Um, you know, uh, uh, he had a concussion on top of that, too. If he can find a way to get healthy, I think he could make a very uh, 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 significant contribution to get this team uh, uh, in, a, in a, you know, in a rhythm to start winning some games uh, in a more consecutive uh, uh, fashion. Um, but the defense, yeah, the defense is my concern, too. I think they've taken a step back. They've lost some guys with Danico Autry, of course, from last year, um, uh, being, you know, one of those losses. Um, Anthony Walker on top of that, too. Um, but I will say this, though. They're very good at forcing turnovers. They're second in the league, in the in the entire league in turnovers forced this year. Big part of that, though, is that, that dude uh, at the middle linebacker, at the outside linebacker spot, in Darius Leonard. That guy is phenomenal. I, I mean, he is... He, He's got future Hall of Famer written all over him. He's got four forced fumbles this year, two interceptions. That you know, he's on pace for another 100 plus tackle season. Man, he is 
easily one of the best defensive players in the entire league. It, 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 I he might have to shoulder a lot of the load to kind of get this team back into a rhythm. This Bills team is very, very formidable on either side, really. I mean, they, they really are, are very well balanced. And I just, you know, I don't know if I can say that about this, this Colts team. I like the way that Wentz has played this year, but there's just it's it's just very much an uphill battle. Maybe Jonathan Taylor as well on the offense side can kind of, you know, uh, uh, shoulder some of that load offensively. I mean, he's been phenomenal. But he's basically not taking a shot at your Giants, but... Uh, kind of what you know the, the the you know the healthy version of Saquon Barkley you know in terms yeah, of that would, kind of honestly amount of production you know I mean yeah but mm -hmm. honestly I think I think that obviously Saquon's a better pass catching back than JT yeah but I would JT's say so probably, JT's probably uh, slightly better between the tackles even though I like Saquon between the yeah. tackles as well but, uh, mm -hmm. both of them are just astounding athletes they're yeah. just amazing yeah. I, I would say saquon's a slight is a better athlete though from a natural perspective oh, definitely, um, uh, than, definitely a better athlete than jonathan yeah. taylor jonathan mm -hmm. taylor yeah. is probably just it it could be more of a grinder i feel like between i mm -hmm. feel like i feel like saquon's more of a threat to just break off the big mm -hmm. run at any time and yeah i don't know i don't know if i think personally that jt's a better between the tackles runner because of Indianapolis's offensive line are right. because of their skill sets because Saquon has never had a really good offensive line to no. run between so no. it might not be actually because Saquon at Penn State could run between the tackles just fine mm -hmm. it's just in in the NFL it's a little bit different when you don't have an offensive line everybody's just an elite athlete at every position even on the bad teams like Houston that's all elite athletes like they mm -hmm. look like trash because they're going up against other elite athletes. But those guys are, like, the top of the top. Yeah. It's it's weird to think about that, but that, that's just how it goes in the NFL. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So I, I guess we kind of answered my first oh, – uh, somewhat answered my second question in terms of how we ultimately end up predicting uh, – how we're going to ultimately end up predicting this game in terms of how it's going to finish. Um, so I'm going to reshape this. Like – how much pressure is on the Bills in this matchup? I mean, we will unlikely would think that the Bills are going to win this game, but but how much pressure is on them though? With the Patriots right behind them, man, rattling off a couple you know huge big wins over recent weeks to kind of take control of this AFC East division. I, I, yeah, I was going to say real quick is bringing up the bringing up the Patriots, and they're always just going to be around, and they look mm -hmm. they're playing their best football one of the best football in, in the NFL right now. So they obviously have Belichick. Mac Jones looks like the real deal. He doesn't do, you know, nothing special, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He gives you a great chance to win every week, and that defense is real. So um, a team like the Bills need to go out and beat the Colts and, you know, keep atop their ground and um, not really let the Patriots nip at their, their heels even more. Don't get, Do not give them any life. Don't give the New England Patriots any more life than they already have. So we don't need yeah. it. We don't need it. They got one of the best coaches to ever coach in the NFL. So like, don't give them any life at all. Because no. nobody, we don't want to see the Patriots win another Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Not, no, I'm not good. right now. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Like, I like I'm, I kind of like <laughs> as much as like I don't like seeing repeat champions. Like if if my team's out and Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. Oh God! I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Tom Brady just to see him get another ring. Me too. Just because, just because, because because we're watching history. We're just watching history be made. Yeah. And 
I just want to see him put another ring on another finger at his age. He's just killing it, and he doesn't seem to be regressing at all. And Not it, at all. It's amazing to see. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little biased. The more Tom wins, the better Eli and the Giants look. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. Snacks, Snacks is on the same page as me, and he's a he's a Giants fan. Look at him. Yeah. Up. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's definitely pressure on the Bills, but also like, it, I saw. I was just like through stuff over the weekend because I, I read a lot of football content and uh but Indianapolis is actually 0 and five when they don't rush for 125 yards or more yeah the bills only give up. I, I believe that I believe that. I, I believe that and the bills only give up like what 87 yards per game rushing mm-hmm. so like that is, is possibly That's... not gonna happen they're five and0 when they rush for 125 yards or more That'll be tougher. Uh, like that, I think that'll like be a little bit tougher looking at the game plan for the Bills, especially with injuries, because it's already official that Star Lutalele is out for the game, and uh, he is such he's a big a run stopper he's for, really for that defensive front seven. But, but definitely, uh, it's going to be tough sledding for the Colts either way, because mm-hmm. that Bills defense is so good. It's you can't so really good. throw on them. You can't really no. run on them. So, like, you just got to hope JT just – wears them down pops and off. just mm-hmm. and you got to force those turnovers second yeah. in the league got to force, mm-hmm. force the turnovers and and you got to hope your defense just steps up and maybe yeah. just limits josh allen a little bit because i mean yeah. buffalo even though they're like their actual running backs aren't great they're mm-hmm. still like top 10 and rushing in the nfl because of josh allen mm-hmm. and i mean zach moss has stepped up a little bit this year Devin Singletary, he's not a scrub. Like, no, I like Devin no, Singletary. He's nice, though. Zach, yeah. Zach, Moss, Zach Moss is more your grinder type guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they have just a good overall offense. They're top 10 in rushing. Top, they're, they're sixth in passing yards per game. So they're just really balanced on offense. And yeah, balanced perfectly. It's going to be hard to stop so, them. Like, yeah. kind of piggybacking off that, that's my main kind of takeaway for this game is I don't know necessarily if they have as much pressure on them to win the game as much as they have the pressure on them to get right. This has Mm -hmm. to be a get-right game for the Bills because they've struggled. I understand last week. Last week's whatever. Yeah, that was the Jets. That was the Jets. I'm a self-wielding Jets fan. It is the Jets. It's the Jets. Mm -hmm. Jets. I understand that the Jets somehow gave the Colts a little bit of a run for their money with Uh, with Josh Johnson as their quarterback for that game. Josh Johnson looked really good, too. Yeah, that's he not a good really thing good. for the Colts to say. Like, just no, think about no, that. If no. you're making Josh Johnson look good, just think of what Josh Allen oh. might do. Every, every, Jets quarterback, every Jets quarterback has looked good except for Zach Wilson. So. Yeah, it's got to be alarming. It's got to um, be alarming. <laughs> no, I, just a touch. I, it, it worries me a, a little bit. I'm not a Jets fan, but it worries me a little bit. But I think that it's more in planning than actual like quarterback yeah. play. Because when you watch That's them fair. play, like the 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 plays they're calling make a lot more sense for a young quarterback than what they're calling for Zach Wilson. Like right. there's like chuck this shit down the field, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. We yeah, know you, you got, got you got a str- you got a strong then, arm, just throw it. Yeah, yeah you got I'm a strong saying. arm, just throw I'm it. Saying. And if guess they what? Don't do that this when you're trying to throw in a tight windows, hey, he's elite. Why? No Flacco's an elite quarterback. He won a Super Bowl at some point. Let's pump the brakes on that one, okay? (laughs) 
have you not seen the Joe Flacco like elite meme? Before, it's great. Before oh, we good. go on to the next one, I'm sorry, real quick, Joe. I got to no, go ahead. Since oh yeah. You're, since you're a Jets fan. Yeah. Why in the world are they starting Joe Flacco? He's um, not going to be on the team next year. Man. He's yeah. not going to play next week. Nope. I, my, my theory is they don't want Mike White to have any semblance of success because they invested a number two pick in Zach Wilson. And you know the New York media, the New York oh, market, if oh, Mike God. White wins again oh, and plays man. well, they're going to call for him to start. And I, I, I guess I don't blame them. They don't want that affecting their prize possession in Zach Wilson. But... There is. It makes, it makes a lot of zero sense, sense from why guy, Joe Flacco's playing. Coming from a guy in New Jersey, you know the media up there oh, too. So oh, it's that brutal. Makes, that's and that's the media that I follow too, because I mean, like, right. yeah, that I makes a lot of sense. I want to hear him talk about the Jets. Like, I, yeah. I want to hear people's opinion <laughs> from people that that are, are in that area. No, and I agree. I, I feel like part of it is, and just the fact that he got absolutely thrashed all game last week. I mean. Uh, oh gosh! He's yeah. not going to pick up. I understand they're not going to give him some sort of injury, you know, tag. But for him to leave that game, for him to leave the game against Indianapolis, he's still a young quarterback who still has, you know, a career. I'm willing to give them at least a little bit uh, of, you know, yeah. the the benefit of the doubt, saying, okay, yeah. it could be that, you know, we know what Flacco is. Mike White, exactly. Injury concern. I'm, you know, it is what it is. But I, I agree with you. I agree but with that's, you. And that's my, that's, my whole, that's my whole thing. Joe Flacco has zero future on this team. Zero. Zero. He has zero future for, <laughs> oh, the, rest of the, guys... for the rest of the year. If Mike, <laughs> White, if Mike White plays well, why not think maybe he's the backup quarterback next year? Yeah. Maybe another team also, wants to trade you exactly. a draft for him. This makes, why would you stop? Boost the stop, right. Now he's got no value. He's not going to play the rest of the year. He's got zero. no value. No, and that's the thing. I, I agree 100%. And you don't know what you have. Plus, I mean, oh. I just love the storyline. I love the storyline of Mike F. and White, you know, coming out there. I, and, what? you know, and, and just absolutely, you know, balling Slinging out against people. Yeah. But kind of kind of in a way to kind of, I guess, start, start the wrapping up uh, for this game. I think there's really not much that you could look at and tell me, okay, this is why the Colts are going to win. This is going to give them the win. And, you know, they're going to win. I mean, Buffalo's a seven-point favorite at home. Josh Allen yeah. is having another, you know, MVP-level season. He's been absolutely insane all year. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they cover the seven just because the Colts' defense has been, you know, really good as of late. Uh, I mean, I like you said, I love Darius Leonard. He's so good. I, I was really high on Dio, uh, Dio Oideyingbo coming into mm-hmm. the season. I think he's starting to come into his own in a way. Um, he's just so athletic. It, it's insane. Uh, I don't know if they cover the seven, but Buffalo definitely takes the win. Yeah. I just want to know a fun fact. What's that? Uh, we're talking about the Jets. When mm-hmm. I was a child, I was a Jets fan. I don't know if I told you guys that. Let's oh, go. really? Okay. Good thing you got out of that. Good thing you got out of that. Was a test yeah, I definitely got out of it. Well, it was test of verity, mm-hmm. and it was Curtis Martin. Yeah. And, the- and it was Wayne Krabet. Oh, yeah. And it was great. Krabet, come on. Why could you not like Wayne Corbett and Curtis Martin and Vinny Testaverde? I fucking love Vinny Testaverde. That was my guy. My dad. He's and it's weird. He was nice. 98. He had a great year in 98. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't amazing. But to me, when I was watching the offense, I was like, this is when I was just getting into yeah. football, like, mm-hmm. like real heavy. And I was like, man, Jets are great. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love the Jets. I love Curtis Martin. He looks like a 
always oh, awesome. And then, like, yeah. uh, Curtis Martin and then, like, was insane. He's tremendous. And it's weird because, like, no one around me was a Jets fan. My dad's a Steelers <laughs> fan. My mom's a – which is, like, why did I not like the Steelers? My mom's a Packers yeah. fan. Why did I not like the Packers? For me, yeah. I like the Jets. And then I was, yeah. like, after after Vinny Testaverde moved on, Curtis Martin moved on, I was, like, I don't really have a team. I was yeah. born in New Orleans. I was, like, I guess the Saints are my team. And then since then, like – uh I've evolved into a fantasy football kind of guy. And, like, as long as my fantasy team wins, if the Saints lose so my fantasy team wins, fuck them. Like, <laughs> oh, I think we're going to say that. I'm more, of, I'm more of a diehard, like, college fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, like, no way, no way they can lose. If they lose, like, my day sucks a little bit. Mm. And uh, a lot of bad weekends this year, then. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> It's been rough. I worked a lot of them. I, I worked a lot Shots of them. Shots fired on that one. I know how bad it was. And like every year I plan my so every year I plan my whole work schedule around the LSU Alabama game because my brother's an Alabama fan and I'm an LSU fan, and so I plan my whole schedule around it. We do a whole thing. This year I said, "Fuck it, I'm we suck. I'm playing. I'm fucking working on. I'm working I'm on this money, game. Not losing money then, this time." And then, uh, luckily, we were we were slow, so I got to watch the whole game. Which I say, luckily, even though we lost, like it was fun to watch them actually yeah. compete against yeah. a good team. So, I mean, I, yeah, my team, my team's ass, but we'll be better next year. And I think winning a championship just a couple years ago has given me like some like I don't give a shit type of attitude, where I can I can it can hold me over for a few years before I start yeah. getting crazy again because. <laughs> So, uh, there was a there was a while back where we lost to Alabama and real real bad. I got like real sad. Pretty, pretty blackout drunk at a party at my house mm. and I had to be <laughs> drugged from the shower, butt ass naked to to my bedroom and just laid oh. on the floor. Alrighty, yeah. it was rough. It was rough. Thrown over him to say, "Man, you'll get some rough looks." Craig, you know, <laughs> it was a rough look. It was a rough look for me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but getting back to this game though, uh, um, with this this uh, uh, this Bills um, Colts matchup though, I think it's it could be. I, you know, I feel comfortable. Like it seems it seems like we all agree that the Bills are going to come away with this one. Um, I, I I do think at the same time there could be some pressure coming with this game for the Bills because again nipping at the heels man uh, nipping at the heels is, is that New England Patriots team that's just consistently building and building some chemistry with Mac Jones with some new pieces out of that team with Matthew Judon I mean there's just so much to love about what they're building for the future yeah he's nice out of the backfield too Damian Harris has been good all year and then you have another piece in that backfield yeah it's it's a lot of fun, honestly. Um, but I think there's there, there there could be some you know honestly some danger uh, for for this team like being the inferior team when it's all said and done. If the Patriots finally do build that chemistry, you know when the season comes to its conclusion, um, because I I really had the Patriots coming away with this division. Not, not to say that the Bills won't still be a formidable team that'll be vying for the playoffs, but. Um, I just think the Patriots have a lot of great stuff that they're building to. Um, you know, Josh Allen, I think it's it's proven this year, uh, uh, based on, you know, following up on his spectacular last year. He's the real deal. He's not a system QB. Last year was not an outlier year. This dude has figured the NFL out. And he, he's consistently shown it this year once again. His, his chemistry is built with Stephon Diggs. You know, certainly on pace to have another spectacular year with over 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns this year. 
Um, but, uh, you know, uh, their, their defense, though, I mean, just as complimentary, honestly. I mean, they made Mike White's life a living hell last week. I mean, if Sam Donald saw ghosts against the Patriots a few years ago, I don't know if Mike White saw Satan himself or what on the field. <laughs> that dude, honestly, <laughs> that dude was terrified. He must have been. I mean, four interceptions in the game. It, it, it was it was an absolute catastrophe. Just playing cover three, disguising blitzes. Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator, he I, I hope he gets another head coaching job uh, uh, in the future because I thought they did him wrong in Minnesota. He's a brilliant mind, and he's put this defense back into a spectacular spot, especially with their secondary with Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Jadavius White, like we saw from LSU. Uh, so um, you know, uh, yeah, so good, so fun to watch. They're so fit. Physical. They're so versatile, and there's just so much to love about this team. We all got the Bills in this one. I think that's uh, safe to say. Am I right about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Right, you are. There we go. Alrighty. Um, let's let's move on to our next game. I want to discuss uh, uh, the Bengals and the Raiders. Um, you know, we're talking about a lot of these AFC wildcard spots. I think a lot of people expect at this point probably the Ravens are going to come away with the AFC um, AFC North. Um, you know, it, when it's all said and done, um, but Lamar the Bengals, man, there's, yeah, but the Bengals, they're, they're still holding strong, man. I, I know they're, they're coming off a couple, you know, uh, uh, you know, embarrassing losses, of course, uh, that colossal ass whooping we saw to the Browns and then of course, uh, to the Jets, man. I mean, I didn't see that one coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Evan White, he's the white knight, man. You know, he's, he's that dude, you know? <laughs> So um, what do you think about this Bengals team for you guys? Have we jumped to conclusions about them, or are they still holding strong on you guys? As I, you, I've already kind of hinted at what I think. I still believe in this team. What are your guys' thoughts about them, though? I believe in them. I think that they're just a young team. They don't have a lot of veteran presence in that locker room to just mm-hmm. fight the ship immediately. So, like, yeah. coming off the bye, I hope they get the kinks out. And they don't even have, like, a vet coach. Like, they have Zach Taylor. No. Yeah. He's only been a, coach for a, few, a head coach for a few years. So, like, when you have that kind of, like, inexperience in the locker room, even when you have a high-end quarterback like Joe Burrow from LSU, if, if I might add. But uh, <laughs> it's it's just – it's hard to stay consistent all the time. Yeah. So, it's, it's not like – it's not like a team like, say, the Steelers. They they have a vet mm-hmm. coach. They have Mike Tomlin. Yeah. You can win with – you can win with dog shit in your locker room. He He's going to put whatever he has – and he's gonna he's gonna spray paint it gold, and y'all are gonna win some games. But like, with with a inexperienced head coach, it's hard to win games without playing like a, with a it's a perfect game plan. You know, so I think that we didn't jump to conclusions. I think they are that good. I think that they've just it, they came up, they they got their dick knocked in the dirt a little bit, and it just <laughs> it, it, hap- it happens. <laughs> I mean that—that's a southern saying, right, George? Oh yeah. Dick knocked in the dirt. Learned a new one. Let's just say. Yeah, you got your dick knocked in the dirt. Never heard that. Interesting. First one. No, definitely it happened. (laughs) Happened in football before. Like, bro, you got your dick knocked in the dirt, and I'm like, I know. mm -hmm. I know. It happened. I'm sorry. I tried so hard. Oh god. All righty. Yeah. So, so they get the kinks out after the bye week. They're gonna come again. Come in against the Raiders, who are kind of reeling off. I mean, they. If you guys watched the game last week, like, Derek Carr was just throwing up ducks. Like, I don't know yeah. what he was doing. It was. It was they didn't. It show, was none bad. of them showed up. They just did not show up. 
it was it was bad. And the thing is that they can't get Darren Waller open because everybody's just focusing in on Darren Waller. Yeah, that is the focus of their offense. Like Josh Jacobs, he's a good running back. King and Drake, mm-hmm. he's a good running back. And then Brian Edwards, he's a decent receiver. Henry Ruggs had issue. We aren't going to talk about it too much on this podcast, but he he had the yeah, issue. He's, so, yeah. he's gone. He's mm-hmm. gone. So like they they don't have as many weapons in the mm-hmm. passing game. Yeah. And so people can kind of just focus in on Darren Waller. You don't have Henry Ruggs just opening it up, which I wish they would have brought Deshaun Jackson in. Whenever he left the the Rams, it would have been pretty good to have somebody to just open up uh, intermediate routes. You, he doesn't even have to catch mm-hmm. a lot of passes. Just have him just screaming down the scene, like just open on the, the sideline. Just open the field up for Darren Waller, and it's not happening for Darren Waller right now. Everybody's giving him all the focus, mm-hmm. and so the offense isn't just – it's just still not running mm-hmm. like it needs to. So I, the Bengals, I could see them just coming back into this game real hungry. They're very young. All the guys are just going to be ready to win another game. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, he's that guy. He can lead an offense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. it, it's it's hard to win without a veteran presence, but like – Oh, Burrow, he, he's a winning quarterback. Like, he, mm-hmm. he he knows how to lead a team. So, they're going to come in. They're going to win this game. I think it's going to be by probably over seven points for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. <laughs> what say you, George? You know, it, for me, this is a, like because of how young this team is, uh, in just about every aspect, I mean, we're talking offense, we're talking defense, we're talking coaching staff. So yeah, it was extremely difficult to make a a true, you know, decision on, on evaluation what of this team. Yes, you know, even before then, you know that that's what makes it so difficult because there is going to be that level of inconsistency, and at the end of the day, it's because it's going to be because of just how young this team is. And I love Joe Burrow. You know, Jamar Chase is 110%. I mean, he's that guy. He is a true one. And he does it in so many different and ways. I was, he is such a as an LSU fan, wide receiver. I was still I was still pushing for Penae Sewell as an mm-hmm. LSU fan just because they already had yeah. T. Higgins mm-hmm. and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And, and those I look like really good. Yeah. And I look like <laughs> an idiot now. I look like an idiot because Jamar Chase is just that much better. Like he's T. Really Higgins, good. he's a great Jamar. Jamar Chase is just that much better than T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a okay. really, yeah. really yeah. good NFL mm-hmm. wide receiver. Fantastic. He's a really, really good NFL yep. wide receiver. T. Higgins, fantastic. That's a, t- that's Chase, a, t- that's a testament to Jamar Chase. Yes. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. on a historical pace. Yeah. That mm-hmm. guy yeah. is just going bananas in that offense, and I, mm-hmm. I should have been pushing for it, but yeah. I. Well, just wanted the best for the team, and apparently I was wrong. I'll, well, it, I'll take that out. It, it's it's hard to say well, that because, I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, let's just say they do have Penny Sewell on, on this roster. Jonah Williams at that point shifts over to right tackle, you right, know, and then yeah. you've got mm-hmm. two absolute bookends. I mean, we're talking like true Tyler Boyd's bookends. very good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, Tyler Boyd is I, a great receiver. Well, he's, I like, I like Tyler Boyd. He's, he's not, not many, number one, though. No, I mean, there's not many teams. I mean, I could see no, 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 no. a solid two. We're saying T. Higgins is a one, but he's operating as a two. 
behind mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, and now Tyler yeah. Boyd is operating as a mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the NFL offenses, they would love to have a Tyler Boyd as the number oh, two. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't pay me a single team that <laughs> so much money. Angles, if you're willing so to trade. Tyler Boyd is a number two. Yeah. I mean, next year, next year, let's say we go into the offseason, I could see yeah. Tyler Boyd being traded easily mm-hmm. for – for decent capital because Tyler yeah. Boyd has proven year in yeah. and year out that he is a very solid NFL wide receiver and he could be your mm-hmm. number two and he can make a huge difference yeah. on your team. So George, did you want to add? He's just not doing a whole bunch because okay. he's got too much talent. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely stacked. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase is probably the runaway for rookie of the year this year offensively. So oh, yeah. should be, uh, but George, did you have anyone, anything else you wanted to add to that? I mean, you know, if we're not going to necessarily go too too much, you know, in, in depth on the Raiders, uh, just looking at ha- how they've, in a way, f- I don't want to say fallen off, but they had this hot start. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had multiple controversies uh, during the season, and I think that's all we can really add or, or pause it on those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they go out there and lose to the Giants by a touchdown in a game that realistically I watched, mm-hmm. and I said, no, yeah, I, I watched this <laughs> game. Go. I sat down and watched this game front to back. And that Giants, the Giants, realistically to me, never looked like they they weren't shaky. This was a game for mm-hmm. the Giants where they were truly solid, and the Raiders mm-hmm. just floundered. Uh, yeah. I think that that's the best way to describe it. And then Kansas City. they couldn't score. In, they couldn't score in the red zone. No, and I, no. Like I, I, to me, the the Raiders really come down to like they started off hot. For a team to go through the three things that they went through with their head coach. Then with rugs and then with their with yeah. their defensive back with the Arnett. gun, yeah, Arnett, that's his name. That is, impo- it's I, I can't even tough. fathom it's how tough. hard it's that insane. is. Talk about back. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I understand it. I like some of their pieces, but I I just I, I'm kind of off them. I I think they're just going to keep floundering the rest of the year, which which is truly a shame because mm-hmm. I like the Raiders. I. You know, I love their fan base. They're a lot of fun. But the Bengals, you got to like. I, I, yeah. I know they've had two yeah. disgusting losses. Mm-hmm. Two disgusting losses. But, again, like you guys mentioned, they're young. They're still figuring it out. They're still yeah. building an offensive line. But they've got playmakers everywhere. they got a leader at quarterback. Their defense has looked outside the last two weeks, obviously. Their defense was looking really mm-hmm. good. Um, I, it's a team hey, on the rise. It's a team on the rise. I, I, I like the Bengals a lot this game. Yeah. No, they, they look really good. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and Snacks, going on what you're saying, do you believe it's, it's you're saying it's a, a collective uh, uh, collapse from this Raiders team in terms of why they've been struggling as of lately? It's it's not just one particular person; it's kind of a collective thing, right? Yeah, no, like I, I normally you put that on the quarterback, but Derek Carr has had a pretty decent year. Yeah, he's been uh, decent good, actually. Before he's, he's been decent, you know, you know, he loses he loses his speed, his speedy wide receiver, in a you know a mm-hmm. tragedy. Which yeah. difficult to come back from. Yeah. You lose your head coach that was calling your calling your plays and always in your ear. So you have to adjust mm-hmm. to that. Um, I, I don't put any blame on Derek Carr. Their offensive line was depleted in the offseason. They got no real running game. It's just it, it's mm-hmm. been a very difficult demise top to bottom, and I, I can't see yeah. how they get it back together. And Derek yeah. Carr is an above average NFL quarterback. Oh, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. He's a very good. One. Yeah. Hey, he there's, just, there's plenty of teams that could use a Derek Carr on their team. There's plenty yeah, of things. Exactly. I think the key thing with him is if he can limit turnovers for one thing, and, and like you were saying, Snacks, uh, it, be more effective in the red zone. They're 26 
in the league in red zone efficiency. So if they can really step that up, they can get their footing back in place too because – I mean, you know, they're still in the mix of things. They're still, you know, uh, um, at, at above 500. So yeah, there's, it's absolutely. not like the season is lost for them. But, uh, um, you know, I just think that it's a, like you said, it's a collective stumble as of as of lately, honestly, with Carr and the turnovers, with the defense. I mean, we saw that against the Chiefs this last week. Jonathan Abram having a, a potential interception that he just yeah. gave away to Daryl Williams on that wheel route for a touchdown. The fourth quarter i mean like what are you doing and you know just falling back in coverage i mean and, uh you know deshaun jackson with the fumble you know it's like there's so many things and it's just pervasive throughout the entire team that i mean it's like it's like an issue having an issue with ants man there's just so many of them you know it's just so many issues you just got to find a way to to keep it contained honestly um but with this Bengals team though honestly I feel good about them. I still feel good about them, both offensively and defensively. Unlike the Raiders, like, well, I, I, I still think the Raiders could potentially make I just don't feel as comfortable about them as the I, Well, I don't know if the Raiders will go to the playoffs. I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't know if the Raiders will go to the playoffs. I feel much more comfortable about this Bengals team vying for a wild card spot. And here's the thing. Even if they don't, keep on going on with Zach Taylor into next year. As long as you don't have, like, a colossal class where you lose and you go 5-12, and 12, like... Build, keep building something with Zach Taylor. I like what he's done with this team. Honestly, what he's done offensively and defensively with this team, the chemistry he's built, uh, he's helped kind of hone with with Joe uh, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, it's been outstanding. Jamar Chase and, averaging almost 100 yards been, as a rookie. He's been using Joe Mixon a lot more when he's yeah. healthy. Which Joe Mixon's had Joe Mixon, an outstanding Joe year, too. One of the one of the better running backs in the NFL, and he just hasn't he is. Really ever... He hasn't really ever gotten the usage, and then yeah. this year he's getting the usage, and we see what uh -huh. happens when he gets the usage. So when he's healthy, and they have a great running game going, they have a great passing game going, and it the the offense just it looks really good. And I think going like further on in the seasons, like the Steelers are obviously like they're falling off a little bit in that division, but Mike Tomlin, you can't ever count him out. But uh they could start competing with the Ravens yeah. like in future seasons obviously yeah. this year I Absolutely. for me personally I think the Ravens are obviously way above the the Bengals it doesn't look like mm -hmm. it in the win the win column no. like yeah but but as far as the talent on their team and yeah how they're doing I think that the the Ravens are far above the Bengals but the Bengals yeah. I think are catching up they're catching up, and they could seriously, they could still vie for a wild card spot. You know, they, they beat the Ravens earlier this year, though. They actually demolished them. It was like, what, 41 17, I think the score was? It was really yeah. good. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. I still think I think the big thing for the Bengals because their defense is really good too. Their second, uh, their their safety duo is tremendous. Super, I, you know, it's funny they have a ton of. They've, it's always kind of been the case with the Bengals, and I think it's because of the market they're in. You know, they they have so many underrated players that do not get enough recognition. Like Geno Atkins, no one ever talked about Geno Atkins. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Mixon, like we're talking about right now, no one's talking about him much. Uh, uh, Von Bell, I, I I don't think so. I mean, compared to like a you know for like. A, in, for instance, a Nick Chubb or someone like a, uh, a Derrick Henry or even a Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott. No one's talking about Joe Mixon in, in that same level, if you ask me. Um, and, and, you know, there's sa safety deal, too, with Von Bell and Jesse Bates. One of the best in the entire league, if you ask me. Uh, the key thing, I think, though, is they got to find a way. To, to, they've got to manage the, their matchups with the Steers. They have yet to play the Steers. And if they can win out both of those, I feel a lot more confident about them. Because I still think, even despite the demolishing that we saw with the, the Browns game, they can come back and, and even beat them, even at Municipal Stadium over there in, in, in Cleveland, honestly. Um, so I, 
I still feel comfortable in them. But the, the key thing is how they, 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 they manage that rivalry this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they're always going at it. And, you know, I, I expect that to be an exciting, exciting uh, uh, matchup when they play, uh, uh, you know, for the first time later on this season. Uh, but it, suffice to say, we both, we, we, I think all of us got the Bengals coming away with this one. Is that is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, yeah. fun fact, mm-hmm. I played for, I played for the uh, Gulf Coast Pirates and... Uh, semi-pro football with Antoine Odom, who played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, nice. Uh, awesome. You guys know Antoine Odom, awesome. but he was a fucking monster. Pretty, the, he, awesome. was, he, was, he was good for the Bengals, and he was a, obviously a monster in semi-pro football. I my, my one claim to fame in terms of one-upping an NFL player was I used to be a wrestler back in high school, and I beat one of their fullbacks. His name was Darren LaFausa, who played a few years ago. He's a year younger than me, so he was uh, born in 95. So he came in the league like probably 2017, 2018, something like that. He didn't play much, but he was on the team, though. Uh, so I actually beat him in a wrestling match. So that's my one claim to fame when it comes to NFL players. So if there's anything I hold, I hold on, it's like, hey, hey, you know, your boy, he, he talked him that one day. So, <laughs> no, nah, anyways. Um, I think we all think the Bengals are going to come away with this one. Uh, uh, I, I still yep. I mean, I believe in them. Honestly, I love what they've got going offensively. Mitigate the turnovers, though, with Joe Burrow because he's kind of been picking up picking up on that over the last few weeks. But uh, let's move on to the Steelers and the Chargers. Now, I think this will be a big matchup if Ben is playing because we don't know what's going to happen exactly with that. Obviously, he's tested positive for COVID. Is he going to test positive consecutively? I think it's the what back to 48 hours rule of two consecutive tests saying negative before he's cleared to play. If Ben is out, though, I mean, do we feel comfortable about this offense with Mason Rudolph, um, you know, and ultimately relying on the defense to get things done? I mean, how much of a, you know, and furthermore, too, how much of a struggle is this Steelers defense going to have to pose against Justin Herbert's passing attack to get the job done? Uh, if if Ben's out, like, the Steelers are done for me. Like the, the defense is great. I don't know if they can hold up enough to, like, hold the Chargers to few enough points for Mason Rudolph to put up points against the Chargers defense. Like, I, I'm just not a fan of Mason Rudolph in the mm. least bit. And <laughs> The Steelers' defense is great. I mean, their sack percentage is eight, like eight percent, which is fourth in the league, and they're uh, they're tied for second with two point nine sacks per game, mm-hmm. and fourth in pressure percentage with twenty seven, twenty seven and a half percent. They have fifty tackles for loss. Like they, they're they're great. The defense is great, but mm-hmm. also Mason Rudolph is dog shit. And I don't <laughs> that's, think that's that putting it lightly. Mason, I mean, I don't think you can lead to win. Like, oh I don't understand why you don't just put. So you brought in Haskins, a former first round pick, put him in the game, see what it can do. If he sucks yeah. too, you know that you're going to take a quarterback like uh, George said earlier. Mm-hmm. That is going to be later on in the draft because everybody's mm-hmm. low on this 22 quarterback draft class, and you know that the Steelers are probably picking pretty low because they mm-hmm. win games no matter who's on their team like the they have, they have mike tomlin they'll be 500 yeah. Mike tomlin, oh yeah exactly every year mike tomlin can lead a team of us four to a 500 right on the other side <laughs> and mike tomlin looks like look <laughs> yeah. uh, hey guys 
gonna make it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make five hundred. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking believe you. Look, I mean, that's what he every year. It doesn't matter who's on the field, he can make it work. Mm-hmm. So like, if they don't make the playoffs, they're still probably picking mm-hmm. pl- pretty late because they're going for it no matter mm-hmm. what. Because it's 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 the Steelers. They don't they don't tank. The Steelers don't tank. No, every no. year, year in, year hunting. out, the Steelers are in the hunt for the playoffs. So, I mean, I just and uh, for me, it's it's one of those things like with this game specifically, and like looking at okay, well, what what's the status of Big Ben? Even if he does play, what is his rust level for from essentially two mm-hmm. weeks? Not just necessarily two weeks not playing. Yeah. But two mm-hmm. weeks away from the practice field, two weeks away from his teammates, yes. all that adds up. And, and he's not a spring time, chicken. Either. No juju, no juju, no just juju. Deontay. He's, Deontay. A, he's an old yeah, man. He's Chase Claypool. Ray Ray McLeod, Ray Ray McLeod led yeah. the team in targets last week. I don't know if everybody yeah. knew that. Yeah. That wasn't good. I don't even know if everybody knows who Ray Ray McLeod is. I know is, yeah. He's a special teams guy. Yeah, but yep. he led the team in targets last week because mm-hmm. guess it was quarterback, and Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh shit! Is, well, fuck that guy. I don't even like that guy terrible. at all. But the thing is, it's <laughs> not as though they're Dog playing water. a bad defense. It's not mm-hmm. that they're playing oh, a bad defense. Not. The Chargers' defense is solid, especially mm-hmm. their secondary. Asante yeah. Samuel Jr. and Derwin yeah. James is Done. one of the best duos in the mm-hmm. NFL mm-hmm. right now. They are yeah, shut down. It is incredible what those two have been able to do. And the thing is, so such a big part of that for me is the intro, introduction of this Brandon Staley style defense that really, you know, gets your 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 secondary, your defensive backs into the game at a different level than a lot of these other defensive schemes. But I mean, if we're just looking at this game, whether it's Mason Rudolph or a, a possibly not one hundred percent Big Ben, they have their work cut out for them yeah especially mm-hmm. with the injuries across the board for the Steelers offense yeah yeah no, absolutely I'm, I'm in full agreement and that that cornerback tandem is the mm-hmm. secondary tandem is unbelievable I yeah it has to be the it has to be the best so the Chargers to me are a very well-built team and they mm-hmm. will be well built for a while they have absolute studs on the defensive end in mm-hmm. in James and Samuel and and Bosa and oh yeah and can you can did any team do better in the first two rounds of the NFL draft than the Chargers and Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. No, it's unbelievable all they got. You and you say maybe my Bears, maybe my, but we'll see though. It's still pending. It's still pending because I love the Justin Fields. And Tevin Jenkins, they were both. I love those I two picks. Like, love I love Tevin Jenkins. I actually discussed it. I love the talent of both of them. But thing is, neither are having the immediate NFL impact Correct. as Correct. Slater and Asante Samuel. Both two came in, both two came in right away. Both <laughs> two came in right away, and yeah. not even for being rookies, you could argue they're two of the best at their position as rookies. Slater's a not just a rookie. I love not just a rookie. Not just a rookie class. Oh, Everybody in the NFL, mm-hmm. you can yeah. make the argument they're that good. So I yeah. think the Chargers—they've lost three out of four. So you know they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing at home against 
a, a battered Steeler team right now. Yes, they yeah. obviously Steeler. They they have Tomlin. They have Najee Harris, who is who is a stud. But they really they really they really they tie with Detroit. They do not they do not have much. I I am a fan of the I'm a fan of the Chargers this week and moving forward with Herbert and that offensive skill unit with those defensive playmakers. So I, I. while I'll always respect Tomlin and always give the Steelers a chance no matter what because they have Tomlin, it's kind of like the Belichick effect mm-hmm. where whoever he has under center, whoever he has, you always kind of just think they have a chance. Um, but a reeling Chargers team that desperately needs a win, I can't see Pittsburgh going into Los Angeles and pulling an upset. I, I like the Chargers. Like, no, I, I so agree. on that note, on that note, Snacks, do you think this is a much bigger uh, uh, must-win game for the Steelers as a result? You know what? I, I actually think it's the opposite, um, okay. and that might it might it might sound weird, but if you if you lose if the, if you're the Chargers and you lose to the Steelers, then you're you're what? I think you're going to be five and five. Five, five and five, right? And you're, yeah. you're really you're really battling for that playoff spot. And when you started off, I, I believe four and one mm-hmm. or something to that nature, you expect a playoff spot. The Steelers might have a built-in excuse excuse, Mason Rudolph starts you know that mm-hmm. you can't really put too much pressure on them because you know you pretty much know the result and you might have a yeah a big bend that's not a hundred percent so i i could see why pressure would be a little bit less off the steelers um but with the Chargers, i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at their schedule now you play mm-hmm. pittsburgh you got to win that game because then you got a division game against denver at denver in mile high which is no easy task and we were just talking up the bengals you got to play the Bengals in Cincinnati, cold weather. Justin Herbert is not a cold weather quarterback. He's been playing in warm weather his whole career. So you have to put that into effect. Dude, those are two losable games. So this game to me is much more important for the Chargers um, just based on, I guess, consequences and circumstances alone. Uh, if you, if they lose this game, one, that is just a massive win for Pittsburgh. You know, you go into their next week and you have Big Ben back fully healthy. Um but I, 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 to me, I know it sounds weird in saying that, like, you know, the Steelers may slip a little bit, but they put themselves in a decent position where even if they yeah. lose this game, they'll still be all right. So to mm-hmm. me, I'm looking at the Chargers, and they have to go out there and put on a showing Sunday Night Football on their home turf. No, no, I agree. For and me. the biggest thing for the what, what makes this such an important game, too, for the Chargers, mm-hmm. it's not just as much as them having to play these division games. It's how damn good this division actually is. When the yes, worst it's team very in the division right now is five and five, and that's a Denver team that is also offensively just ripped to absolute shreds. Mm. You know, this is a yeah. team that has so many injuries on the offensive side of the yeah. ball, or guys that mm-hmm. are just now coming back, just starting to you know get their legs back under them. That's a team that realistically has the offense mm-hmm. to keep up with just about anybody in the NFL, and they have a Vic Fangio defense. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah. an upset there. You know, and, and we're mm-hmm. talking about a, a, a team. We're, we're going to talk about them next. I know Kansas City, yeah. who up to this point, everybody's been writing off. Everybody's been saying, oh, what happened to Patrick Mahomes? What happened to this defense? All this stuff. They're 6-4. and four. They're first in their division. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. mind-boggling. So if L.A. <laughs> goes out there and loses this game, where other teams in this division can certainly win their games this week, we're not talking about the same division as we were two, three, even a week ago. We're talking about a mm-hmm. completely different landscape for this division, and that just has such a huge impact 
you know, across the NFL for playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the pressure has to be on Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and the Chargers to go out there, make a statement, and win a game against a very well-coached team. Yep. Amen. What do, what do you say? Uh, I, took it, I took it in a whole different direction. So, for me, I think the Steelers, this is a must-win game for them. Because Justin Herbert, he's a young franchise quarterback. They have a lot of young pieces on the team. Steelers, Roethlisberger is an aging quarterback. Like this mm-hmm. is, this could possibly be his last season. So they need to make yeah. a push. This is this is like Super Bowl or bust possibly for them. So for me, it's the Steelers that have the mm-hmm. must-win game because the Chargers. Maybe for this year, maybe for this year, the Chargers have the must-win game. Mm-hmm. But for their franchise. Like the Steelers, this might be a must-win game for them because we've already talked about how the 22 quarterback class is weak. We talked about how Roethlisberger is declining. We talked about how Mason Rudolph is dog shit, and Dwayne Haskins <laughs> isn't much better. And they have games, two games against the Ravens, a game against the Vikings. They have to play the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's murderer's row of games yeah. coming up. Like, if you don't win these games, you don't make it to the playoffs. And Roethlisberger, he's been threatening retirement for, like, six years, honestly, if we're, if we're thinking about it. And after this year, who do you go to? And we yeah, all love million, Mike Tomlin. Question. We all love Mike Tomlin. We all think he can win with anybody, but he's always had Roethlisberger. Like, not when he's injured, but, like, he's healthy. He's had one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL oh, yeah. playing for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that Tomlin can win with anybody personally. I think, yeah. I think that, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it that often. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the Steelers that have the must win game because the chargers, they're an up and coming team. So mm-hmm. they lose this game. They miss the playoffs. Who gives a shit? Justin Herbert's one of the best yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL. Justin Herbert's going to come back next year. He's still going to be Justin Herbert. Roethlisberger's going to come back next year. His no. arm might fall off. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, real, we real. don't know what's going to happen with that guy. <laughs> so I, I kind of took it in a different direction than everybody else. But for me, it's the Steelers that have the most yeah. win game. <laughs> Yeah, Ben might come back as like a broken action figure next year. It'll be, it'll be if he chooses to come back, you know. But uh, um, I, I, you know, I got to side with Craig on this one. I think it's a, I, for for a lot of great reasons that, that that Craig brought up, but it's very close. So I don't blame you guys for choosing the Chargers. Oh yeah, I just think the AFC North is a tougher division to take control of right now with this with the Browns with the Ravens. I mean, you know, these were any one of these teams in the preseason. Now, obviously. Being the, the Browns at five and five right now, it could be a different story in terms of whether or not they make the playoffs. But any one of these teams, almost well, except for the Bengals, I'll say Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Any one of those teams in the preseason, we thought could potentially take control of this division. Could potentially, and it's still there's still all three of those teams, including the Bengals, are in the mix still to win the division. So I think that really dictates why this is such a pivotal matchup for the Steelers. I don't know if I misspoke, but I think I may have accidentally said that they haven't played the Bengals yet. I think I meant to say they haven't played the Ravens yet in either one of those matchups. 
Um, but they played the Bengals earlier this year, and they did lose to the Bengals. So the next matchup is going to be a big one for that. But um, uh, they're the Ravens matchups, too, for the Steelers, since they haven't played either one of them yet, are going to be incredibly pivotal, pivotal coming up. And they've got one of the toughest schedules in the league. I think they had maybe even the toughest ranked schedule in the entire league. If not, they were top two. It was. it was them and the Ravens, I want to say. It was definitely it was... in the tops of the league. Like, yeah. I remember looking at it, and it was – I don't I remember, remember it was number one, but it was definitely up there. I remember it was in the top four because it was Steelers, Ravens, and then Packers and Bears. And I, my brother's a Steelers fan, so, you know, that's obviously their number one rival. And obviously the Bears' number one rival is the Packers, so that was kind of interesting. Um, but I think this could be an uphill battle for the Steelers in this one. If Ben plays, I feel more comfortable about them potentially coming away with this one. I'm going to tell you why. They've won five of their last seven games, Tomlin, since Tomlin's been head coach. Uh, uh, you know, against the Chargers. They play this team tough because they know, you know, let's face it, you're in a year out, and, and this kind of been the Steelers' MO in terms of playing tough quarterbacks in, in a very effective fashion, but especially with the Chargers. They always played Phillip Rivers tough, and I don't think there's going to be any difference in terms of how they approach uh, playing Justin Herbert in this one. But like I said, it's going to be an uphill. We're gonna we're not going to shift this conversation to getting to Phillip Rivers like we have done a million other podcasts before, so... I'm going to leave that full of combo, uh, you know, separately um, from, from previous ones. But um, TJ Watt's going to be out of this game, uh, uh, you know, That's due to so a hip far. injury that he sustained. Uh, so. All <laughs> right. Uh, due to a knee and hip injury that he has sustained against the Lions. He's actually considered a week to week. Hopefully he's not on IR. But Mason Rudolph, man, I have tried to believe in this guy. I loved him coming out of Oklahoma State. He's got a tremendous arm. But the guy just, he folds under That's pressure, tough. man. He's... Very nervous. He's just a he's a perennial backup he he's right gonna now. Get hit in the, he thinks he's going to get hit in the head with a, a helmet or something. Uh, God forbid. I don't want to see that again. I was, oh, that? that was shocking when I saw that, you know. Bullshit. Thank God he was he was okay in that situation because that was we, – we I've never seen anything like that. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again. But um, yeah. but, but with Rudolph, I though – I shouldn't be laughing at it. But it was, the, when the, you bring honestly, pressure to this guy, the, the more the more I look back at that situation, honestly, in a way, the funnier it is to me. <laughs> the, the, it, it's the same to me, like almost I, a oh, image man. of um, DK Metcalf and Rodrigo Blankenship next to each other. The absolute dichotomy what of do you football mean? players. Oh, Miles Garrett, yeah, yeah. this absolute statue of a human. Yeah, yes, against Mason Rudolph. Miles like, Garrett, he, he is he terrifying as a football player. He's like if Michael Myers were a football player, that's who he would be in my eyes. Honestly, he's did just... you guys see where he put all the uh, headstones out for all the quarterbacks he, he played against? Yeah. On the tombstone, I saw that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Oh, Miles Garrett, what a guy. Yeah. yeah so, um, guy. uh, yeah. So, anyways, getting back into this though, um. Uh, it's just I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, matchup uh, between these uh, between these between the Steelers and the, the, the Chargers in this one. Be if, if Ben does happen to play, honestly, but um, I, you know, I just Mason Rudolph, honestly, he's going to be the big difference maker in this one. I think really, you know, if he's playing, I, I just don't feel comfortable about them, honestly, handling this matchup. Um, my dog's trying to get in frame right here, but um <laughs> Um, and, and their defense, even on top of that, too. Like, the, the, this pass even just isn't quite as... Big-ass poodle. He's a Labradoodle. Yeah, so half Labrador, half poodle. But anyways, his name is Rex, by the way. Um, 
But but their past defense has kind of taken a step back with Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds on top of that too. I you know Joe Haynes really the only been the one that's really really played solid enough football. So I, yeah, I just think that like this is going to be five years old. He, he's still Hayden. holding strong, man. He's still yeah. holding strong. So well, Hayden was um, born in 1945. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not that old. Come on now. Um, but he's no, I, 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 I for being honest. Yeah, I, it, that secondary man, it, it worries me against Justin Herbert. They're really gonna go, uh, um, really, really gonna go, really gonna be have to handle their business against Justin Herbert. It's it's gonna be an uphill battle to say the least. I've got if the Steelers do happen to play Ben, I've got them coming away with this one. It's gonna come down the wire though it's gonna be like 27 26 like like i don't know if you guys remember when michael vick started the monday night football game 2015 against the chargers they won like on a Le'Veon bell time expiring touchdown that's how crazy this shit could get honestly that's how crazy it could get weird, weird shit happens on sunday night football yeah. Well, you know, it was, Monday, it was that if a memory serves me, but either way, primetime TV yeah, is always well, some crazy I'm saying, stuff. I'm you know? saying Sunday night football in general. Yeah. yeah and I, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure this is on Sunday sure. night football. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's, that's what you, it's, exactly. I misinterpreted that. Exactly. So, uh, um, I got the series if that happens, but if they don't start Ben, I've got, I've got the, uh, the Chargers coming away with this one. You guys all have the Chargers. Is that right? I'm going Chargers, yeah. Either way, but either way, if, if Ben okay. plays, if Ben plays, I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah if they win, I, if they pull one I off. Got the Chargers for sure. I'm with Snacks. Okay, and George. Gotcha. And then let's move on to our last game real quick. We got the Cowboys and the Chiefs, the creme de la creme of this week, man. I cannot wait for this matchup. This is going to be this is going to be an absolute barn burner of, of a game. Like this is good. This may go into the 50s for each team, honestly. <laughs> it, it's Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's silly. That's way too. 120. No, <laughs> over under that 56. You better hammer that over. I swear. Yeah. Hammer the over. Hammer, hammer the over. over. Yeah. 56. Absolutely. One team could score Especially... 56 in this game. <laughs> Especially after after the week that the Chiefs had when they got right. I mean, it, they finally were getting the ball to Tyreek Hill on the deep shots. They were finally you mean targeting put, the shit. They beat the brakes off the Raiders. Let's just put it like that. Oh, and they were targeting teams. the shit out of Travis Kelsey. I mean, both teams it, coming off 40 pieces. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I have yeah, no, it, it, it's, you know, exactly. Both dropped 40 points of Cowboys against the Falcons, of course, Chiefs against the Raiders. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs, though, and their kind of offensive was in recent weeks, so to speak, um, especially what we saw with the Packers, man. I mean, that was a weird game. We were talking about uh, um, earlier the, the Lions and the uh, the Lions and the, the Steelers was a weird one. Uh, certainly the Jaguars and the, the Bills was a weird one. 9-6 was in that one. That was crazy. Yeah, that, that may be the weirdest game of the year. But but no doubt, uh, uh, the Chiefs and the Packers having a very low-scoring game. I mean, Rodgers wasn't playing that game, but still, the Chiefs only putting up just as easy was it 13 points in that game was certainly a weird one. Um, though they bounced back in this week, though, against the Raiders. I mean, putting up 40 points, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns. Threw, was it? I think he threw for almost 400 yards, I want to say, if memory serves me correctly. Um, zero interceptions. Big key stat right there. Do you guys believe that the Chiefs have righted their wrongs offensively and turned a corner to kind of reignite his spark and, and ultimately get back to their dangerous form? I mean, they, they went from averaging like 12 points per game the past three games, just exploding mm -hmm. for 41 points against the Raiders. And mm -hmm. I think Mahomes threw like, what was it, five touchdown passes? It was 406 and five scores. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew it was like about 400 yards. Five touchdown yards, yeah. passes, his... 
targeting the hell out of Travis Kelsey, which he mm-hmm. needed to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and Tyreek Kill too. Finally connecting with Tyreek Kill because yeah. there was a lot of there was a lot of throws over the last three games that he was targeting Tyreek Kill and he was he was probably five yards too deep. Like and it's hard to like overthrow somebody is that damn fast. It was weird to me. But he went from having over the past three games like a fifty-seven and a half percent completion percentage to seventy uh, percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Last game, crazy. Mm-hmm. And and five touchdowns. So yeah, they righted the ship. I I hope that it is for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of hope it's not as well because I turned down <laughs> a uh, turned down a, a trade. Or, I knew it was uh, coming Pat up. Mahomes. I was I was trying to trade. They traded. <laughs> oh, they, they sent me. They sent me Pat Mahomes for uh, Matthew Stafford, and I was like, no, Matthew Stafford's been balling out. And guess what? Lost my game this week because I <laughs> Matthew Stafford. I oh, man. He's been bad the past re- few weeks, by no, the way. It was it was redraft, just so everybody knows. It wasn't gotcha. Dynasty. I would have immediately <laughs> took it if it was Dynasty. But yeah, redraft, yeah. I was like, Matthew Stafford, has the, Matthew Stafford has the better playoff schedule. I'll keep Matthew Stafford. We'll ride it out. And then Matthew Stafford just sucked ass, and I lost. Mm-hmm. And now I'm pretty much out of the playoff picture. So fuck me. But anyways, <laughs> on to the next person. <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, hey, no, please, please go ahead. I, I had like a really snacks. niche or specific I, point. <laughs> on to you, Snacks. So I, I, I don't want to sit here and crown the Chiefs offense back yet after one game, um, especially yeah. after what we saw over the last month. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, while Dallas defense gives up yards and stuff, mm-hmm. I think they're number one in takeaways. And I think, or I know they're top five. They have a lot of takeaways. Yeah. And Kansas City is. I think they're yeah, like, I think the Bulls are first, but they're probably top five, okay, especially top because five. of Diggs, you know? Right, right. Uh, I, know they're, I know they're up there. And I know Kansas City is up there, if not the league leader in turnovers. Mm-hmm. So I think that dynamic is going to be very fun to watch. I I am very happy that I saw Mahomes and Hill finally reconnecting because that just needs to happen more. I don't know how Tyreek Hill doesn't get 15 targets a game. Travis Kelsey, of course, too. But Tyreek Hill, you get the ball in his hands, you could throw him a five-yard slant. It could be an 80-yard touchdown, next thing you know. Um, I I think the offensive line obviously looked better. they got to get a running game going. Mm -hmm. They're too reliant on Patrick Mahomes making Superman-type plays, and uh, I think that that backfires a lot. But you have to Mm -hmm. love what you see, what you just saw against against Oakland. And, you know, those division games, and Oakland always plays Kansas City tough. So just going there and beating the Mm ever-living shit out of them is a great sign. Uh, I think I'm going to – obviously I'm a Giants fan and the Cowboys, I, I don't want to say it, but they're, they're a good football team. Um, this is good. This is a good test for them. It's a good test for both teams, obviously, mm-hmm. but because I hate that scumbag Cal- Dallas Cowboy team, I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Sorry. Can't do it. I can't do it. I hate the Cowboys, hate everything they stand for. <laughs> so, so Snacks is playing is pleading bias with his pick on this one. I got it. One hundred percent. So everybody knows. This has been a debate on the podcast, and, and part of that debate is oh, well, not even a debate. It's just been a straight up conversation that Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's younger brother, is one of the worst humans to ever live, and that now he is a fact of he life. Has, he has cursed his brother. And the Kansas City Chiefs. So you're telling me I, you're willing to pick with the cursed 
he who shall not be named Jackson Mahomes <laughs> over Jerry Jones oh, and, and the the scumbag Dallas Cowboys. Is that correct? I hate Jerry more than I hate uh, hate. Oh, Dallas. Jerry sketches me out, oh, man. That okay, guy, he sketches me out. Now that I bring that name up, oh god. You've got to I, he, 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 I mean, scheming. Jerry Jones is, he's yeah. about a hundred and he's about 165 years old. So yeah, there's no way that he hasn't died and had like a, a wizard like bring him back. He died and came back. He's got enough money for it. He's got enough money for it. But I totally believe in the Jackson Mahomes first, by the way. Bring my ass yeah. back. He, he, I totally believe in it. Okay. Yeah, especially, you, especially I saw that video of Mahomes, his wife, and his brother, and Mahomes is just in the background like, are you kidding was me, that guy? The one of him Stop. eating tortilla chips or something like yes. that? Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I have not seen these videos. So seen that? It's so You're not missing much. <laughs> That's what I thought. But apparently, this Jackson Mahomes kid, like, people do not like him, I guess, well, you know? Well, He's absolutely. trending on Twitter and not for good reasons, you know? Oh, no, David, you will absolutely cringe. Oh, oh gosh. Cringe. Anyways, yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, and going on that point, I, you know, even though you're pleading bias, do you think this is a crucial game for the Cowboys to kind of prove themselves as Super Bowl contender snacks? For Super Bowl contenders, yes. They're obviously mm -hmm. going to win the NFC East. They are going to be in the top four of the NFC, so I'm not worried about that. But to prove themselves as legit, yeah, absolutely. And and on the flip side, this is a chance for the Chiefs to prove they're fully back. You know, you mm -hmm. barely beat a Giants team that the Giants could have easily won. Mm -hmm. You barely beat a Jordan Love-led uh, Green Bay Packer team two weeks ago. And, yeah, mm -hmm. you dominated Oakland, uh, Las Vegas. So now let's see if you still have it against a – Potential Super Bowl contenders. So I think this is a def definitely a big game for Kansas City as well as it is for Dallas. What about you guys? What do you guys say to uh, um, the Chiefs right in their wrongs? And if the Cowboys are kind of in a, a must-win must game matchup uh, to prove themselves uh, to be for real for the Super Bowl? So I'll kind of take this in like one, not necessarily one answer uh, for both because, you know, clearly this is a must. Like for Dallas to really cement themselves into that elite tier of NFL team right now, mm -hmm. they have to win this game. And mm -hmm. when it comes to Kansas City, I think that they're finally getting that connection back between Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, you know, that offense getting going. However, to me, the key piece for this team to get back where they need to be offensively is in Clyde Edwards-Elair. If he is not back this week, if he is not yeah. fully healthy and ready to contribute for this team, that is a glaring hole in this offense because as much as I like Daryl Williams, he's been good for them. He's been, he's been very, very good, good for them. But mm -hmm. he is not Even the Derek Gore's been decent. He is not the same type of running back. No. That talent level, skill set, you know, just player in general as Clyde, Clyde Edwards Elaire, who is one can be an inside-the-tackles runner. We've already seen that. He catches the ball as a check down and is so effective with the ball in his hands. And I understand he's at We saw that at LSU. We didn't, see, we didn't see a lot of it at Kansas City, but we saw a lot of him catching the ball mm -hmm. and running out of the slot at LSU. Mm -hmm. And they haven't used him in that capacity so much. Yeah, they haven't. No. Kansas City. I mean, even, even clearing him I out. Have high hopes. I have high hopes with the way they've used Daryl Williams. Mm -hmm. See how they use Clyde Edwards-Helaire when he comes back, because I think they've learned how to use the running back. No, especially in that offensive scheme, I agree. Uh, yes. And I mean, I, I just think Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Helaire just adds such an, an extra dimension to that offense, where even if you're just clearing him out 
flaring him out to one side as a check down or, or just letting him get, you know, three yards past the line of scrimmage and turning. Those are the type of plays where, look, if Hill is covered, if Kelsey's covered, if, you know, Pringle is covered, who, whoever it might be, if all of them are covered, mm-hmm. someone's open. And that mm-hmm. person's likely going to be Hilaire, who is a dynamic player with the ball in yeah. his hands. So if he is back for this game and he is back at, at you know getting a snap count like he was before, I think that will truly prove, you know, if they succeed, that is, will prove mm-hmm. for Kansas City's offense to be, you know, back in business. And as for this game, uh, I mean, here's the whole thing for me with, with this Cowboys defense is to me they are way too, in a way, feast mm-hmm. or famine, especially mm-hmm. with the turnovers. Because mm-hmm. Diggs, the amount yeah. of times this season I've seen Diggs. You know, some big plays. Pick, pick one play, next drive. It's mm-hmm. absolutely torched. Burn, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. just. But Chris, talented player, talented player. But yeah, he's got to mitigate those those big play, uh, uh, you know, uh, give ups. Honestly, that have been very costly. Inconsistent from this Cowboys yeah. defense, where if they have those inconsistent plays, this Kansas City offense is one of those teams where if you let up on them, the slightest amount, you'll get burned. They have the talent for yeah. it. They now, it looks like Mahomes is back in time with his receivers, where if you give yeah. them that inch, they will take a mile. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. I mean, for me, I don't I don't think the Cowboys have to prove anything just because of the, the mm-hmm. division that they're in, because they're going to make yeah, the playoffs probably point. either way, <laughs> yeah. honestly. But, and they, they probably need to win this game to – prove themselves as like true Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was kind of sold after they stood toe to toe with the Bucks. I mean, Dak, he looked like that guy. Obviously, which I've loved Dak since he came mm-hmm. into the league. But uh over the and then the defense has just re- mm-hmm. it's kind of stepped up. Micah Parsons mm-hmm. Micah is good. probably the Defensive defensive rookie, rookie of yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. Over the last game, the last three games, they've only given up 168.3 yards per game at passing, which is third in yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. They struggle a little bit against the run. They give up like 131 yards per game for the last three games, which is not great. But like, mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs aren't amazing at running the football, no. so you have to mm-hmm. basically stop the pass. So yeah. if they could stop the pass game, and mm-hmm. then Daryl Williams like. I watched him at LSU. I've been watching mm-hmm. him at Kansas City. Like he, he's basically he's a guy. Like he, he's good. He's not great. He's a he's a good NFL running back. He's probably complimentary backup. Yeah. Good backup NFL running back. Solid mm-hmm. solid piece for your team. Yeah. He's not he's not the guy you want leading the charge at running back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the offense for Dallas. I mean they've averaged. 434 yards per game total offense, which is first in mm-hmm. the NFL. 31.6 points per game, which is first yeah. in the NFL. They're fourth in rush yards per game, fourth in pass yards per game. They're, they're yeah. like I said earlier, balanced. Yeah. The team is balanced. They have Zeke. They have Tony Pollard. They have CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup's back. Amari Cooper mm-hmm. is on the team. Yeah. They have Dalton Schultz. The yeah. team is just stacked. 
High flying. The offensive line is good. It's great. I love their offensive line. Yeah, when Terrence Smith's healthy, for, for one thing. Yeah. As long as it's healthy, like, that, that team is stacked. And for me, it's a Super, Super Bowl contender, win or lose in this game. Mm-hmm. But they could really prove themselves beating the Chiefs. Yeah. I think it could be a somewhat Super Bowl, uh, a necessity to win to to prove themselves as a Super Bowl contender. They also still have the Cardinals coming up later in their schedule, so that's another one on top of that. Um, but but this is you know to hold your own against a a very dangerous offense like the Chiefs, which it still is, despite their hurdles that they've had to overcome this year. And I think this could be potentially a turning point for their offense, um, for the Chiefs' offense. You know, going uh, you know following their win against the Raiders. Because they looked, they looked great for the most part. There were a couple plays that got brought up with that. that you know, Jonathan Abram had a, a perfect opportunity to, to reel in another interception and and, and continue to you know uh, you know uh, raise the number of intercept, raise the number of turnovers that the Chiefs have had this year. Had he picked off Darrell Williams' real wheel route in that game, um, you know, so there were some interceptable passes, you know, like one or two that came from Patrick Mahomes. If he can mitigate that to just kind of keep that it down catch, to zero, oh, uh, from catch that Darrell Williams made for yeah. the touchdown. Holy well, fucking shit! It was oh nice. God. It was a good catch, but no, that. But if Jonathan Abram didn't throw, fall back, it was a bad throw, and it was a great catch. Yes, yes, exactly, catch. exactly. Because Jonathan Abram could have picked that off, but he just he, he drifted back and. Went oh to God. Jonathan Abram. Um, but their play calling it looked tremendous against the Raiders, so I, I still have confidence in this this Chiefs team to get it right. Just Patrick Mahomes just needs to just kind of not play hero ball, like you were saying, snacks. So I think that's going to be. Uh, 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 you know, big, big uh, uh, characteristic of this game. But, you know, they're going to have to play catch up with this offense with the Cowboys because, like I said, this is like that 90s Cowboys offense all over again, but probably even better, honestly, because you've got a better quarterback. You've got more dangerous weapons on the outside. I mean, you've got a spectacular offensive line, even just, you know, even despite, of course, Travis Frederick's, you know, absence over the last few years, they still have Zach Martin. They still have Tyron Smith, Leo Collins, you know, it, it, it just goes on. So, um, I just think, you know, honestly, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I think probably the Chiefs come away with this one. I know I've been constantly taking the Chiefs every time we pick them, every time we have a game in this one, uh, and, and when we're talking in the podcast. But I'm going to say this is going to be probably – I'm going to go like 48 to 45 in this game. Oh, I'm oh, just going to oh. – yeah. Game of the year. Game of the year. I guess, I guess I'll Amen like, to with the Chiefs, though. I'm taking the Chiefs. You're taking the Cowboys, Craig. Who, uh, we know you're taking the Chiefs because you're biased now, Snacks. So. <laughs> what do you got for us, George? Uh, this is a tough one to actually pick. I mean, both these offenses are, you know, superb, you know, top to bottom. Uh, so good. Kansas City's a so two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Arrowhead effect. I'm going with Vegas. I'm going with the Chiefs. Hey. Oh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Craig's Snacks. lone wolf in this shit, you know? <laughs> lock me in, Snacks. Lock me in on bagels and locks. Lock me in. <laughs> there you go. There you Hell go. Well, lock me in. Lock me in. Craig's Craig's lone wolf in this shit, and he's he's proud of it, man. I'm, I'm pulling you know, a cooter. He's proud of I'm it. I'm pulling a cooter. <laughs> yeah, we're missing the, the other cooter. Yeah, the other prognosticator over there. Pro- Prognostic Krager over here, you know? <laughs> I got, I got, somebody's got to fill in, right? Yeah. There you go, man. There you we go. All know, we all know Dak was my uh, MVP 
before the season. So he's, I got to pick my guy. He's looking phenomenal this year. He is absolutely looking phenomenal this year. Well, um, yeah, so we're all picking the Chiefs in this one. And, yeah, that, that pretty much no, does no, it no, for no, us. No, not all Craig. of us. Oh, except for Craig. Excuse me. We're what am I saying? Sorry. We're trying to manipulate his mind with this one. No, but uh, everyone but Craig is picking the Chiefs. Uh, you know, uh, that dumbass for whatever. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, uh, but uh, that possibly. Possibly. I'm really dumb for this. No, no. You, you, you may be honest. Some this, like I say, it's going to be close. I said 48 45. This is going to come down to the wire if you ask me. Honestly, um, they are going to pressure Mahomes. Holmes is going to go back to his yeah. ways before this last game. Uh -huh. Throw some interceptions. <laughs> Scott's going to throw some touchdowns. That, that no Randy Gregory, oh, yes. Micah Parsons tandem, you know? So, Randy, yeah. Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, going to F up Pat Mahomes. And then <laughs> yeah. the, the Cowboys, the, them boys are going to come away with it. Yeah. Well, like there you go, know, man. Locking in that bold pick. I'm going to skip Bayless of this podcast. I'm going to skip Bayless right now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. But you well, still have smarter well, takes than that, well, that, that, well. that D-bag. But, you know, anyways. <laughs> At least I think about what I'm talking about. I'm not going to skip Bayless from the stretch. I think about what I'm talking about. I know. There you go. Well, you know, you actually take the time and don't, you know, don't go with what he what he generally goes through. But anyways, um, oh. that'll pretty much do it for us on this podcast. That's all we've got for you guys. Snacks, That's thank right. you so much for being on this podcast. Do you have anything you want to plug in? You want to plug in your social media? Anything you want to say? Any shout out you want to give yes. to the viewers out yes. there? Yes. Honestly, if you want, you follow follow me on Twitter, snacks underscore BDGA. It's very simple. Um, you're probably at this time, because it's basketball season, going to see a lot of Knicks tweets. But uh we we have we have fun over there it's a lot of good content and guys i really appreciate you having me on i had a blast thank yeah. you hopefully we didn't have you on too long i know we went a little long with this one so hopefully you right. I'm, I'm, go, I'm gonna go right to bed after this so don't matter okay yeah, don't gotcha. yeah. don't matter. i forgot you're on the new York side so it's yeah three hour difference from where i'm at 7 30 where i'm at so you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all good all good all right boys Glad to hear it. Well, I just want to give one quick shout out to our sponsor before we go. Symbol, a great way to get involved in sports betting and, and simulate the stock market uh, through buying teams and making money uh, through their production that they accumulate throughout the season. Uh, use the promo code OTH and get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or, uh, $25 or greater. Once again, promo code OTH and you get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. George showing off that cashola he's got there. Um, so, so yeah, they, it's too hard. Yeah, all the cash. Got so much cash. Thanks again to Snakes for being on this yeah. podcast. Thank you guys, Craig and George, for being on this one. And that'll do it for us here on the OTH Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time, next week. Take care. Peace.